Brick Moon Fiction presents Mary by Sam French, narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle. I look to my left, my right, to my left, to my right, to my left, to my right, to my up, to my down, to make sure I'm not being followed. Shit, I forgot to look backward. I look backward, and then, sensing there is no one, I move forward and forward, on and on, down some halls, and then... The problem with missions is that they demand a sort of laser focus, a heightened instinctual understanding of your surroundings that is part nuclear submarine radar and part raccoon in the woods at night. You've got to feel everything instantly, and in the feeling you need to understand it instantly. You have to be sharp, knife-like. But I guess what I mean by that being a problem is that I'm not sharp or focused or anything, especially when I'm on a mission. Because I start thinking of James Bond, or I start thinking of myself as James Bond, I see myself as through a camera. I look good, but then I don't see what's actually in front of me, where the fake camera would fake be, if you know what I mean. And I flub up the mission, sometimes. But the UPW keeps sending me on these missions, so maybe it's not as bad as I think. My favorite James Bond film is Goldeneye. Pierce Brosnan jumps off a bridge or something and doesn't even look a little scared. I like the laser guns in Moonraker, but think the rest of the movie is a bit corny. Daniel Craig is good, but he's too tough for me because I like it when James Bond is just a little like a person I've met before, because then it's easier for me to believe he's just a little like me, and maybe if I'm a little like him, I won't totally flub up them. Fuck. I don't even know where I am anymore. There's too many turns in this hallway. I have to retrace my steps. Not literally backwards like in a rewind of GoldenEye on VHS or anything. Just like normal turn around and go the opposite direction until I remember where I was. And where I am is in the figurative belly of the figurative beast. The basement of an administrative center of WUP where I've been working, spying, for several months as an administrative aide. Spy. I file papers for the WUP and remember some of what they say for the UPW. I answer phone calls. I have a time card. I don't have a gun. I do have a very nice cell phone, paid for by the UPW for my work. I drip with hate for the men and women around me, but I'm so good at hiding it they just think I'm shy and a bit strange. If only they fucking knew. One day they will know, and they'll be so mad that they totally misread the situation entirely and that I'm not actually shy and I'm not even a single bit strange They'll instead know I am entirely sneaky and entirely like James Bond. They'll say, how did he hide the fact that he was UPW this entire time? How was he a traitor right under our nose, even on Taco Tuesdays, and we didn't even know? It isn't easy pretending to be a WUP all the time. I have to adjust a lot about my behavior so they don't catch on to where my true allegiance lies. I try not to open my mouth too often and to keep my required sentences on the shorter side because I think a lot of the words I typically say would really give me away. Words like typically and required. I mean, all these WUP people say words like typically and required, but they just say them differently. I can't really describe it, you know? Fuck. Where the fuck am I? Retracing my retracing because I retraced too far. And it's not just the words I say. It's the way I hold my pen. It's the way I cook my eggs. 
It's the way I go to the water cooler around 3 p.m. and talk to Julie about her kids exactly right, in a way that I would never do if I was around my UPW citizens. Julie's kids are cute, and of course everyone, regardless of what side they were on, would find them cute. But there are all these different ways to respond, different ways to coo and say, I definitely want to see the face-painting pictures. We've been at war for what seems like a billion lifetimes, but is actually like 17 years. When I'm hanging out with some of the WUP co-workers, they say all sorts of things about how it started, theories and the like. But history will vindicate my belief that sometimes people are just fundamentally different. It used to be the color of skin, or economic beliefs, or what part of the region you were from, or what color bandanas you like to wear, but now it's something just so much more real and deep. I guess what I'm saying is that while many differences can be overcome, there will always be some other difference present, and it's a more fundamental difference, and it is what's at the heart of this war, this war for which I fight behind enemy lines. Oh, wow, there's Mary from Marketing. She's going to talk to me. Uh-oh. She's going to ask me what I'm doing here. She's going to notice how I casually say the words, just needed to stretch my legs. And she's going to turn me in, and I'm going to suffer a death as painful as a thousand painful deaths. Hi, Dougie. Hi, Mary. Happy Monday, huh? You bet. See you later in the week, okay? Yep, yep, yep. And she's gone. Damn, I'm good. Where am I in this hallway? It seems unending, really. No one is following me, I confirm again. Thank God. My work is too important. If Mary had even delayed me a minute or two more, I would have been forced to terminate her. Well, I would have been forced to terminate the conversation. I don't have a license to kill or the real-world equivalent. By saying something like, Back to work! and she totally might have been suspicious of me ending an otherwise nice conversation so abruptly, or she might just have at least been a little disappointed. Mary, who once at the WUP Christmas party, uh, three, four weeks ago now, found me under the mistletoe and kissed my cheek lightly. Mary, the forbidden fruit. She taunts me in my dreams. In another world, we'd share a bungalow somewhere with a fence of sorts, the sorts that people talk about wistfully but we are enemies, Romeo and Juliet, but she doesn't know I'm Montague. So it's like the ball scene, I guess, when Romeo is wearing the mask and she doesn't know he's a Montague. So I'm like, James Bond meets Romeo. I find the door I'm looking for. It doesn't need my fingerprint or anything, just a key I keep on a lanyard around my neck. At first it jams, but I'm not deterred easily and I put a little bit of strength, uh, that James Bond plus Romeo oomph, into it, and the door swings open easily, revealing some filing cabinets. I'm the only one in the room almost definitely, but I still check under the desks to make sure no counterintelligence operatives are hiding under them, waiting to catch me taking pictures of any of these files, which I am technically not allowed to be taking pictures of. Sure enough, there are no counterintelligence operatives hiding under the desks, and I almost feel very silly, and maybe even unimportant, and maybe, maybe even paranoid, but then I remember what my human resources agent at UPW, my handler, said to me before transferring me here. You can never be too careful.
or I think he said that. It was probably that. It also might have been, have a safe trip and try to enjoy yourself. The files that I find and take pictures of and text to my handler are pictures of some building permits that the WUP has filed in the commercial real estate DMZ between WUP and UPW headquarters. There's some big dispute on who gets to build what where and for which markets, and my handler really wanted me to go underground, become a mole, to help out the UPW and help them make sure we were doing everything we could to win out. Some of the spies are more involved in nuclear sabotage, but I like to think that what I do is just as important. I like to think of the world and this war for the world, edit, war for the soul of the world, edit, war for the soul of the world's people, as one massive Rube Goldberg machine. Sure, the nuclear sabotage department might be like the final domino that falls that knocks over the Tower of Blocks, but the commercial real estate department might be like the second marble that rolls into the third marble that sets off the second chain of dominoes that the nuclear domino is at the end of. You know what I'm saying? Every single person is important, including me. Every single person is important, including me. Every single person is important including me. Except, and this is a thought that has made me nauseous before, so I instantly look around to see if there is a trash can in this room, and there is, so I go on thinking it. The reason my metaphor is not good is because Rube Goldberg machines have singular outcomes that either do or do not happen. If the Tower of Block falls, it is because every operative functioned perfectly, and if it doesn't fall, it is because a single operative malfunctioned slightly, which would already be a lot of pressure. But it's also why the metaphor is bad, because there are millions of outcomes to this war, and my individual role perhaps relates even to 10 to 20,000 of these outcomes, which is a huge fucking amount of pressure. Perhaps if Mary had talked to me for two more minutes, then I would have sent these photos to my handler two minutes later, and perhaps those two minutes would have made a difference in who got control over the particular plot of land. And that makes me a little bit nauseous, because I also did waste a lot of time tracing and retracing my steps on the way here, and am continuing to waste time now while my fingers hover above send. Sent. Mary. How to describe the magic of that Christmas party? The Capulet Ball was a farce in comparison. Eggnog. A perfectly mulled cider. Is that the correct way to describe good cider? A live band playing lively renditions of the Christmas carols both WUP and UPW share. Songs that I could sing along to loudly and joyfully without any fear of blowing my cover. And Mary, in a simple red sweater, her warm lips landing delicately on my cheek her warm lips speaking a universe of tasteful sensuality, a universe I long to travel through and to and beyond and into, her warm traitorous lips begging, almost begging, what's in a name? I throw up in the trash because I know that if the ultimate is achieved and the Tower of Blocks tumbles, I know that it tumbles with Mary within it, or below it, or underneath it. It tumbles so that Mary is crushed beneath it. And did I take the picture for the right reasons and for the right people? And did I knock over the right dominoes? And do I really care that much about the UPW and the WUP and the rules and the fighting and the difference? Do I really care so much that I would crush those lips and the literal room that held that mistletoe? 
I throw up again in the trash, and then realize I did not have service in this basement room, and that the photos were not actually sent. I realize a choice is to be made. What would my handler say? Was I trained for this? I was trained for the wiles of the WUP, the torture they may inflict, the mind games they would play, but I was not trained for Mary and her warm lips. I decide to sprint upstairs, not knowing what I will do when I stand in the fresh air, basking in cellular service, my finger on the metaphorical trigger of a metaphorically loaded gun. Three steps in, I realize it would be suspicious if I was running through the halls, and so I slow down and walk, perfectly balancing speed and incognitoness. Through it all, I am calm, except for my hands, which are very sweaty, and my armpits, which are very sweaty, and my hands, which in addition to being sweaty are also shaking, but my face and the other parts of my body that aren't hands or armpits are cool as a fucking cucumber. This cucumber coolness pays dividends when I, of course, run into Julie and have to be patient while looking at pictures of her kids from this weekend when they went to a pumpkin patch. They are very cute, but I am in a hurry. Julie does ask me if I'm okay and says I look like I could use a drink of water, but I play it off by saying that I just am a bit hungry. She gives me a protein bar from her purse. I consider eating it, but do not want to take even the smallest of favors from the swine of the WUP right now. It would affect my decision-making. I must have only two things to consider before I press, or do not press, send. My lifelong loyalty to a group of people who I believe to be eternally and justly right and to whom I belong with a certainty only matched by how much I do not belong among the WUP. And Mary. I reach the ground floor and run outside and bask in the sun. I know it is the same sun that shines down on my fellow citizens slash agents slash pals of the united people of the world. And I think it's very interesting that the same sun that shines down on those beautiful people beats down on everyone. I look to my left and see a man smoking, his smoke disappearing into the sunlit sky. So the everyone that the sun beats down on includes them as well the world's united people. We are not so different. Mary and I, we are not so different. Except, except, except we are. And I know it. I can't speak to why, but I know it. And so I press send. Sam French is a writer and director located in Brooklyn. Originally from Florida, he is a recent graduate of Carnegie Mellon University. His plays have been produced in Pittsburgh, Florida, Martha's Vineyard, and New York. His short story, A Love Letter to the Boys of Summer, won the Adamson Award for Fiction at CMU. Sam was named a Top 20 Artist Under 25 in the Tampa area by Creative Loafing Magazine and has two one-acts published by Baker's Plays. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes, as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.